0: You're tuned in to the Nonprofit Chatter, brought to you by Nonprofit Pro with our friends at Pursuant. New T and Taylor Shanklin are getting real and sitting down with nonprofit leaders to chatter about issues affecting nonprofits today. Be sure to subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss these conversations with your nonprofit peers. And check us out on the web at nonprofitpro.com podcast nonprofit hyphen chatter.
1: Welcome back to the Nonprofit Chatter Podcast. Hosted by me, Newt, editor in chief of Nonprofit Pro, and me, Taylor Shanklin, VP of marketing at Pursuant. The Nonprofit Chatter will give you an insider's look on the most pressing challenges facing nonprofit leaders and fundraisers today. And we also discuss how nonprofits can overcome these challenges. In each episode, we'll engage in invigorating conversation with industry leaders and find out what tools and tactics nonprofits need in their repertoire to help their vision become a reality. In episode number eight of the Nonprofit Chatter, we're going to talk about segmentation. And to help us understand more about this topic, we'll be joined by Chris Blanchett, Senior Manager of Annual Giving at the National Geographic Society. And we'll also be joined by Suchi Atta, VP of Analytics at Pursuant. All right. Hey, Chris and Suchi. Thanks so much for joining
2: us on the Nonprofit Chatter today. New and I are really, really looking forward to talking to you both about segmentation. You both have a ton of experience in this area. How you both doing today? This is Chris, doing just fine.
3: This is Suchi, hi Taylor, I'm doing
2: good. Awesome, sounds like some of y'all are thawing out up there in the north or maybe trying to, (laughs) so I hope the weather lightens up on you soon. Let's just get started right, right into it. So we know it's really important to tailor our communications to donors, right, based on their giving patterns, their interests. You both have a ton of experience and expertise in this area having run you know direct mail programs and and segmentation programs so good segmentation allows for doing this for targeting the right people at the right time but often organizations still get so stuck in that cycle of just sending generic messages to the masses right so can you both share some ways that organizations can implement good segmentation practices at their organization and Chris, why don't we just kick it off with you?
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Taylor. Um, I think there's two different purposes for segmentation, too. There's segmentation for for data analysis and segmentation for copy and communication with your audience. Um, most standard segmentation, you're going to do recency, frequency, and gift, whether it's highest previous contribution or most recent contribution. And that's really frequently used for data analysis and to kind of see how your audiences are responding based on their gift level and their um, number of gifts. And typically you see, you know, the more frequent givers, multiple, we call them multis, um, giving stronger and more long-term than you do those one-off people that just give one $5 gift. Um, and segmenting by recency, frequency, and HPC um, really allows you to kind of look at that and see how those people are responding to mailings. If you have a member program, a lot of times you're going to segment by your member levels to be able to see what your members are responding to and how they're interacting with you. But in regards to communication, there's so many different ways you can segment your data, um, whether it be your active and your lapsed audiences, your monthly donors versus your members versus your straight philanthropic donors that don't get benefits, um, your low dollar, your middle middle donors, and your high dollar donors. Um, there's just so many ways to, to look at your data um, and to to break it out to be able to communicate with your donors, one, in a way that's efficient, but also in a way that's meaningful.
2: So, Suchi, do you have some tips? I know you work with a lot of different organizations on doing that. I mean, what are your recommendations on getting at least, you know, started in better segmentation practices, kind of expanding upon Chris's uh, ideas there?
3: Uh, so... Um... The way uh, Chris uh, positioned the two different approaches for uh, segmentation, the data analysis and communication is uh, really great. What I have seen mostly in terms of the organizations that uh, we have helped uh, from a reporting and analysis standpoint around their communication, we have typically used mostly a behavior-based segmentation model, which is primarily the recency, frequency and monitoring approach that Chris was describing, or also something else that we call the life cycle-based segmentation approach, which is where are you with your journey in the organization are you a new donor or a new participant uh, versus a returning person or um, uh, have you been with the organization have you been coming to the organization as a donor or a participant every year then you have a different type of communication to each of them Uh, the other approaches that we have also used we have done some Demographic-based segmentation, as well as uh, we have fielded surveys in the marketplace to see for a particular organization to see what drives a donor or motivates a donor to be engaged with the organization, which we call the uh, psychographics-based segmentation. Now, um, I think. With all these approaches, when an organization is trying to launch a new type of segmentation, the one area that I would always, always encourage organization to focus in on is continuous testing and learning. Uh, because uh, you cannot just go ahead and implement a new segmentation structure, uh, thinking that it would yield results for you. It may or may not work, and you do not want to risk the revenue. Uh, so it is always important to test your uh, new segmentation technique, test using different types of messaging uh, across different channels and as well as look at those results on a regular basis and then if their tests worked, then roll those uh, segmentation out with the right appropriate messaging through your program.
2: So. I like what you you said there and let's unpack that donor behavior versus demographics a little bit. You both kind of mentioned, you know, segmentation with data analysis versus communications and both kind of started hitting upon this. So, I mean, some could say, okay, the donor behavior is like, you can look at the recency, the frequency monetary model and say that that's donor behavior. But I think, it can go beyond that, too, and something that you just briefly touched upon suits you with motivations. In your careers and your experience, how have you tapped into those donor motivations? So Chris, do you have some thoughts on that?
0: Um, For donor motivation, yeah. You can definitely look at their overall interactions with an organization. Uh, their online interactions if you're able to track kind of where they're going on your website, what articles they're reading, events they're attending. Um, It really allows you to have a 360 degree view of their interaction with the organization and might lead you to better ideas of what is inspiring them and what their motive is for engaging with the organization, Um, especially a lot of times their, their online interactions. Um, it allows you to really kind of target them with messaging that is going to appeal to their interests.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and that to Suchi's point, right? And Suchi, maybe you can dig into this a little bit. That is probably a good testing ground. You mentioned testing and, and learning. Suchi, what do you have to add on to that?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, that's a very good testing ground for sure. And in terms of, well, uh, Uh, let's say an organization has, uh, RFM or Recency, Frequency, Monetary based segmentation around their direct response program, and now you have collected data uh, that helps you uh, understand more about that donor itself in terms of what motivates them to stay engaged with the organization, what kind of interests they have, do they like uh, uh, like listening to certain type type of music and those kind of behavior. Like you can uh, once you have collected that information, you actually start. Uh, to uh, roll it out slowly into your program in terms of uh, making sure that you are not uh, affecting your revenue, obviously, which is very important. But um, you layer those macro-level segments, is what we call them, on top of your uh, recency frequency monetary-based segments and then try to see how do they perform, how, how do they interact. You talk to them in a different way that really resonates with them. So that's, that's uh, sort of one of the experiences that uh, I've had. And uh, the other uh, experience that uh, I've had is uh, where we did uh, uh, a Completely recency, frequency, monetary based segmentation, but only focusing on their website interaction. So, when they how many times have that uh, has a particular donor come to your website? Uh, and this particular system had a login, so you can actually track that person's uh, that person down to the individual level and uh, how 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 were they interacting with your website, what how many times they came, what kind of uh, materials they consumed, and then what was their average giving pattern. And based on that, we tested a retargeting strategy because we saw in a particular time frame uh, that they were consuming certain type of material or content on the website. So we started retargeting them through other websites. And uh, it actually resulted in an increase in the giving to that particular cause Uh, in in that month. It was the month of October, and it was more around breast cancer. So it actually helped increase revenue for them. So that's what I mean by how you can target people based on their patterns, segment them into different groups, and then uh, start um, impacting your uh, overall revenue.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff. And looking in, so I'm curious, Chris, from your perspective, looking in at if someone were to say, okay, well, I... I can't do that yet, but I do have this demographic data. How would you recommend to get started, at least in segmentation, with with any demographic data? Is there demographic data that you might be th- might think is more relevant than than other data? Uh, curious to get your thoughts on that.
0: Well, I mean, I've worked at several different sized organizations, um, and yeah, when you have a smaller Uh, mail program, it is hard sometimes to do that segmentation and and get value out of it in regards to if it's working or not, because your segments are just so small. Um, But still being able to segment by, um, you know, how they came into the program. Did they come into the program from the web or did they come into the program from the direct mail? Have they interacted on the web at all? You might be able to segment them that way, Um, or even if they have given to a certain project and have expressed interest in a specific type of programming that you host or a project that your your group is working on, maybe I know when we do direct mail, it, it covers different things that we're working on. We don't make it single fo- focused because it's unrestricted giving. So we're kind of talking about overall what we do, but maybe bringing that topic to the top. So when they're glancing through the first page, they're seeing, oh, that's what I'm interested in. And kind of targeting them that way um, might be able to to just, at that point, variable copy and just bounce a paragraph um, up higher versus down lower into a letter. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great
3: point. And can I add something to that, Taylor, in terms of the demographic-based segmentation mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> approach? So um, I think like typically what I have seen is uh, most of the organization, say, free- focus on age and gender obviously it is for the organization what kind of demographic data they collect Uh, one of the things that we do is we do append third party data which includes different types of demographic data like age gender ethnicity education level household income all different types of information about the individual and then uh, some of the marketing programs then tailor their messaging around that it's usually Primarily, not so much heavily done on the direct response or the direct mail world, but rather more on the marketing side when you are trying to raise awareness. However, um, in my experience, one of the times. Uh, When again, uh, going back to Chris's first point around when you are segmenting for data analysis. So, uh, when I was actually uh, looking at the performance from the end of year campaign for this particular organization over the last few years, I was trying to slice it by the age and gender. Those were the two primary demographic attributes available in their data set. So, when I uh, uh, tried to look at that, I saw that. each year during the end of year time frame men like the organization was mostly focused their core audience was female between a certain age group Uh, whereas uh, during the end of year campaign the response rate as well as the average giving from the male audiences was way higher significantly higher than the female audience and it was year over year it was a trend that was seen year over year whereas the messaging from this organization was really heavily targeted towards their core audience which was female uh so again it's not surprising because That's the time when people are making their financial decisions around tax cuts, tax savings, and they're making those donations. So uh, we recommended that. We saw that, uh, found that trend, and recommended it to the organization. And they were able to test the following year with certain uh, messaging that was really and creative that was geared towards the main audience, like in the uh, banner ad space, as well as uh, uh, in a few emails that they launched. It was mostly tested in the, the digital Side, not so much on the direct mail side, but it did result in uh, uplift in their average giving as well.
2: Mm, That's a great story and a good example uh, of like having an assumption, but then looking at the data to see what is actually reality, right? So I think that's a good segment Mm -hmm. into the last question I have for you today is you know, what segmentation, either. Strategies, tactics, or trends are you both seeing in the nonprofit space that might actually be missing the mark? And how can organizations improve on those trends? Suchi, you want to start us off?
3: Sure. I think, um, in my opinion, in this uh, day and age when so many nonprofits are really eyeing for a share of the same wallet to an extent uh, it has really become even more crucial that the non-profits are focusing on the donor needs and motivations their core needs and motivations what drives them to stay engaged with their mission so like in the for-profit industry our world and messaging need to be more constituent or customer-centric rather than mission or organization-centric is what uh, i'm starting to like you know see would yield better results and uh, and, and the primary goal is to not focus on the short term revenue generation to meet a target ROI for that particular year, but rather the long term picture. Like a traditional giving level segmentation or a, a demographic based segmentation alone is no longer enough. It needs to reflect the no- donor needs and motivation, so, which can be done by fielding surveys and using some qualitative and quantitative techniques to analyze those responses and continuously focusing on messaging and creative testing before you are launching a large campaign or throughout the year you should be focusing more on message testing around your this kind around your audiences so i think uh, in my uh, experience this will really help to share your organization's mission in the right way to the right audience which will eventually help in building a more sustainable program for the future.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Chris, what would you add to that in your experience at National Geographic or some of the other organizations you've been with and running mail programs? What what are some trends you see in that maybe are not the best, not the best things to take on
0: Well, I definitely echo Suchi uh, in regards to showing impact um, versus just telling your story. Um, is is definitely an important... Donors want to see that their money is making a difference. Um, So I think that that, that's definitely important. Also, the cross-channel marketing. Um, I think a lot of organizations are still siloing some of their audience and saying, well, they respond better on web, or they only give online, so we're only going to communicate with them through email, or they only give in print, so we're only going to communicate with them in print. And, you know, making sure you're really kind of tapping your audience a little bit from multiple channels, whether it's Facebook, um, email, direct mail, you know, various other communication methods that are out there. Um, the I know direct mail audiences tend to be older, but Facebook is not new anymore, so they're on there. And so just making sure that you have different touch points um it does help engage them even if they're not necessarily engaging with that piece they're still seeing it Um, and it does keep you front of mind when there is that competition in the mailbox for their their support
2: yeah absolutely great example with with facebook what's um What's old is new again? (laughs) No, I don't know if that that works in here. It's like Facebook feels old now, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's not the young, young folks who are on it apparently anymore. So (laughs) when you think about you know targeting people who you feel like because I've heard that a lot it's you know oh well well the people who are going to actually write us a check aren't on there and it's like well no that's probably not true they are (laughs) their kids aren't yeah my my mother's 76 and she gets on
0: Facebook so she's my target exactly (laughs) exactly
3: (laughs) And the last year, year has also seen a lot of growth in the fundraising act- uh, activities from uh, Facebook, like birthday fundraisers, uh, anniversary fundraisers. That has uh, that has really seen a lot of traction in this world, and uh, it's it's the new way of, uh, to an extent, no longer an event based, but rather a peer to peer fundraising, but using Facebook for a particular event in your
1: life. So, yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap up this episode today, I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about some of the things that stood out to me. Um, You know, the theme of today's talk was adopting good segmentation into your nonprofit's practice um, and how important it is for your nonprofit success. And Chris, what you said about looking at the data to observe patterns so you can best communicate with your donors in a meaningful way is so incredibly important in my opinion. Um, From my work at Nonprofit Pro, I realized there's a lot of genericism within communications. And what a lot of nonprofits need to realize is that that doesn't really go a long way. Um, Donors want to understand that nonprofits, that the nonprofits they're donating to really care about them. And with the mountain of data that nonprofits are sitting on, using that data in an effective manner to better communicate with donors in ways that they want to be communicated by is, I think, one of the more important things. And earlier, you talked about the demographic-based segmentation, but you also talked about life cycle-based segmentation, which I think is such a brilliant way to understand your donors and what they're actually looking for in your organization. And even more, it tells you what motivates them to keep donating and actively participate within your organization. And you can tell that by just looking at the journey and where they are. You said to continuously test in order to learn. Um, and I think and I love how you said that because it helps you it helps a nonprofit girl and learn what works and what doesn't. And the last thing I wanted to point out from today is that Chris, you talked about tracking activity to give a 360 degree of the donor interaction with the organization and how that helps organization target messaging that appeals to donors' interest. I really love that. So with that said, that about wraps it up for today's episode. I want to thank you, Chris and Suchi, for joining us on this uh, podcast. And I want to thank our listeners for listening on today's podcast.
2: Yeah, Chris, Suchi, Chris and Suchi, it's uh, just been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and, and insights, ideas on segmentation. We know the industry appreciates it. So thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you for having us. And
1: nice to meet you, Chris.
2: Thank you, and nice to meet you, Sushi, and uh, Taylor and you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was fun.
1: And on behalf of Nonprofit Pro and Pursuant, we will see you on the next episode of the Nonprofit Chatter. Have a great day.